you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, we got this crisis at the border. I think it's officially being called a crisis now. That's what I'm hearing on the networks, on legacy yeah. media. Well, I mean, it's been a crisis for going on two years now. But, yeah, now at this point the floodgates are open. Uh, Border Patrol Union is putting out information about uh, way stations being overrun. Nobody knows what to do. And this is all because Title 42 is ending today. Well, this is legacy media we're talking about. They're a little slow on the uptick. Did you know uh, the COVID crisis is over? Oh, really? Yeah, today. <laughs> yeah. I'm not making that up. You no, know. I know that. <laughs> it coincides with this nonsense, right? So, yeah, we've got uh, we the floodgates are officially opening. I mean, I, I saw a stat uh, from, I guess it was Tuesday, actually, 11,000 apprehensions at the border. And many of those are not, you know, in custody. Their apprehension in in broad terms can mean just, hey, we we got your information. Now, see you later. Um, yeah, because a lot of times they're let go. There's no way to track anybody because you're claiming asylum, right? Yeah. Right. So to have that here, no one knows where anyone is. The, it, it is just unreal that it's all by design. Oh, it has to be. Yes, That's there's it. no other explanation that makes any sense. No, I mean gross the, incompetence can only go so far. Yes, I, I remember saying this a while back, saying this is what they want, because there's no way anyone is that bad at their job. I just don't believe yeah. it, and uh, so we're we're seeing it. Yeah, so we're already seeing a massive spike in the number of people coming across the border. It's about to get a whole heck of a lot worse. I'm calling this invasion eve. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so be sure if you live in South Texas, put out some milk and cookies uh, for a migrant near you. Uh, Joe Biden was asked what his administration is going to do at this point. I, I think it was framed as what are you doing to prepare for it? Well, you should have been preparing for this like months ago, but uh, now it's a little too late. But anyway, all right, here we go. We're doing all we can. No, you're not. I hate that. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry to stop it that fast. Holy smokes. Doesn't that just tick you off? Yeah. They've been saying that forever. No, you're not. There's a lot that you could have done. Uh, the answer is uh, it remains to be seen. Uh, we've got an overwhelming cooperation from Mexico. Uh, we also are That's not true. in the process of setting up res uh, uh, offices uh, in Colombia and other places where you can, where someone seeking asylum can go first. So, but it remains to be seen. It's going to be chaotic for a while. Why? Why is it going to be chaotic for a while? Yeah, I, you had every damn indicator. You knew when this was going to run out. You knew what the uh, the odds were that you were going to get overwhelmed at the border. You knew all of this. Now you're telling me it's going to get chaotic. <laughs> Gee whiz, man. Is the border still closed? Uh, yeah, the border is secure. Yeah, I know. says Mayorkas, who yeah. should be in jail. It's infuriating. And you know, you mentioned you know the border towns. And the border states, David, mm -hmm. as we've talked about over time, it's also cities where people here illegally have been shipped to. Yeah. 
I don't know if you heard about what happened in Chicago. Uh, uh, Robbins, you listen to this. As yeah. I was in the studio, and I'm like, hey, where's that from? And basically, you have people in Chicago. South Shore. South Shore residents. Yes. They're, they're, like, taking over a school for the different people there illegally. Two. Well, the residents knew nothing about it. So they're having this little meeting to talk about it. Yeah. People are out of their minds. 250 to 500 illegals will be put into this school, this vacant school. Because, you know, people are getting scattered all over the place. Yeah. And all of a sudden... They're not having it. So you have this area where it was, what, 92% voted for Biden? 92% are African-American and uh, overwhelmingly voted for Joe Biden. Yes. Well, hear how some of that went? Hmm. Oh, it's good. important is that we really establish that this is a humanitarian crisis, and we're here... That's the board member talking. (laughs) People are like, "So, so what? Yeah. We're living in an incredibly poor area with a lot of crime already. Residents responded with resounding rejection. (laughs) While this crisis may constitute an emergency for the city of Chicago, it does not constitute an emergency for the South Shore community. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's on, man. Yeah. Now, for for the people whining about it, uh, if that is an area that went overwhelming, overwhelmingly for Joe Biden, Greg Abbott, send more there. Up yours. I don't care if you're complaining about it anymore. I don't care. Hey, we voted for Biden to get phones and stuff. And yeah, stuff I don't we care. We didn't vote for this is what they're thinking. Well, well they too also freaking around bad. And... Elections I have know. consequences. Voted for that sweaty pile of yeah. muck that is the governor of that state, too. Yeah, yeah, no, that pisses me off. Well, we never thought it would wind up on our doorstep. Then why'd you... Anyway, sorry, I don't want to get... I know, man. That wound That's up. the beautiful thing I... about bringing audio to you, David, that you've never heard before. <laughs> like the world's smallest violin here for the people of Chicago. Up yours. Just for that, just for you saying that, David, I have some more. All right, good. Keep rolling. Incoming migrants have overwhelmed district police stations by the hundreds. It's my turn. It's my turn. Hello. But city leaders could barely eke out a word of the details about a proposed respite center at the former South Shore High School. When it comes to the total number of people at South Shore at any given point in time, it is fluid. We'd start with 250, 500. How could you? And that's a Hispanic lady. uh, Dude, I'm just going to. Say what it is. You can see it as it's unfolding. It's like, oh boy, race is involved here. And you're like, this, this feels like a powder keg. It really does. Yeah. How could you do that without consulting us? I am concerned with safety in the area. Yelling back and yeah. forth. Oh, dude. Yeah, I don't care. Quit your bitching. You <laughs> voted for this. Yep. Up yours. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You voted for. A guy, you never thought in your wildest right. dreams that you would be impacted by this. That's right. Never. Dude, ever. I'm, this was sold as a local issue. Texas has got it. They can handle it. The other border states can handle it. Yep. You, don't you worry. You vote for us because of A, B, and C. I'm telling you, this is the thing that's going to break the camel's back. You know, when it starts coming into these other communities, particularly minority communities, oh, overwhelmingly buddy. minority communities. You know, I honestly, just... All of these people should get shipped to these areas that went heavily for for Biden. I don't care anymore. I don't know why, man. That just that I I'll admit it. I was triggered by that. I'll just no, say I, that. I get it. My, no, no, okay, I, I, the, the I city, get it. The city in which I live has had a CPS building, an old office building 
that has been turned into a homeless encampment for over a year. Where yeah. you're talking like what, seven hundred to a thousand people every single freaking day yep. being put up in communities that are by the left standards, disadvantaged. You didn't give a crap about Ooh. them because they were these idiots in Texas. They're just racist or something. Up yours. Yep. Well, I, all of a sudden, you know, you know who might have to do a 180 on their take? Well, the race hustlers like Joy Reid. Oh, well, yeah. yeah right. Well, what the manufactured crisis by the GOP. Mm-hmm. There's no crisis at the border. Okay. Right, we'll see. All right, uh, more maybe on that they a little took bit the later. white supremacy pill there. Maybe they were <laughs> they're, they're part of it now, right? Uh, well, it's, speaking of triggered, there were a lot of liberal journalists that were triggered last night because of what happened on CNN. Oh, Orange Man bad, he's back. Mm-hmm. That was the fun of watching the whole thing. The whole thing was entertaining in of itself, but it's the reaction afterwards that, man, I laughed so hard, I, I belly laughed because it was... <laughs> It was the most predictable bunch of yahoos I've ever seen in my life. All dour and serious. And yes. Oh, my God. So I don't know. I, I don't think, honestly, a lot of people watched the town hall on CNN with Trump last night. No, I don't. Well, for I, them, I, they probably did for their ratings. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you, there there may be a lot of people uh, on the left going back to CNN just sure. to see. Because they're addicted to the Trump outrage. Oh, yeah. That, that's what it is. And so they loved this, even though they, they, they love pretending to be outraged, is what it yes, is. Yes, I think that's well said. Um, yes. Yeah, he had his big town hall on CNN last night, and right out of the gate, of course, it was all about the 2020 election, because that's more relevant than an election that's actually closer than the one that we just had. It's crazy to me. Your first term ended with a deadly riot at the Capitol, and you still have not publicly acknowledged the 2020 election results. Why should Americans put you back in the White House? Well, Caitlin Collins proved one thing. She's insufferable. Yeah. Uh, It's hard to make it all the way through that. Yeah. Here's part of his answer. Okay. Uh, I think that uh, when you look at that result and when you look at what happened during that election, uh, unless you're a very stupid person, you see what happens. A lot of the people, a lot of the people in this audience, and maybe a couple that don't, but most people uh, understand what happened. That was a rigged election, and it's a shame that we had to go through it. It's very bad for our country. All over the world, they looked at it, and uh, they saw exactly what everyone else saw. You look, even if you just look recently, with the 51 intelligence agents, that made a 16-point difference. Uh, if you look at the but FBI... If you look at the FBI and uh, Twitter, uh, they call it Twitter files, made a big difference. If you look at Mr. President, the vote, back to what you just said there, though, it, it was not a rigged election. It was yeah. not a stolen election. You're not going to follow up on the fact that the deep state actually did actively solicit and publish a letter claiming that an actual scandal affecting Joe Biden was false? That, they won't do it. That is called rigging an election. Now, you want to talk about fake ballots, dead people voting, okay, but what he actually laid out there is the truth of how this election was rigged in 2020. And even yes. still, 2024 is closer now than 2020. Why are we starting off talking about the 2020 election? This is crazy. Because that's what they do, man. I, think of this, and we get into this a little bit more later. What came out yesterday from James Comer and the House Republicans? I mean, there are the receipts for the Biden family business benefiting from foreign countries. What's been talked about for a long time. There it is. 
Legacy Media didn't touch the story. No. Nothing on ABC. Nothing on CBS. Honestly, I think if you have someone that's somewhere in the middle that's not quite sure exactly, you know, what to believe, just give them the facts of that case and show them again. Legacy Media, they won't touch it. That's huge news. And they won't do it because they're corrupt. Dang, man. And then we had some sort of a cat named Vagina in this thing last night. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was asked about this. This was wild. He was asked about the sexual abuse lawsuit he lost to uh, Eden Carroll this week. And uh, again, this was on the CNN town hall. And he started saying, hey, look, the judge wouldn't let us say anything about her history, her past behavior. And he gave some examples of this. Yes, he did. I have no idea who she is. I had a picture taken years ago with her and her husband, nice guy, John Johnson. He was a newscaster, very nice man. She called him an ape. Happens to be African-American. Called him an ape. The judge wouldn't allow us to put that in. Her dog or her cat was named Vagina. The judge wasn't allowed to put that in. All of these things. He would, but with her, they could put in anything. Access this Hollywood. This is a jury of nine. <laughs> I like how legacy media now is saying they were laughing at rape allegations. No, they were laughing because that's yeah. funny, the man. The judge wouldn't allow us to put that in. No, the cat, she named a cat Vagina. <laughs> I couldn't help. I'm sorry, but I couldn't help but think of the song Levon from Elton John when I heard that. <laughs> she had a cat she named Vagina because she likes the name. <laughs> what's wrong with you? I don't know what's wrong with me. That's the first thing I thought of. Elton Meown now? <laughs> you didn't rename your cats, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> okay, just checking. No. Just making sure. All right. Okay, uh, so much to get to, including cops have video of a woman shooting a gun and the prosecutor didn't charge her. We've lost our minds next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. We can make it through the show without somebody on this show totally melting down and freaking out. It's going to be a miracle. It's going to be hard. I have some audio that I want to play real quick. Okay. Okay. And I will tell you when it was recorded because this was a little while back because of the crisis at the border. Everyone has known that it's been an ongoing crisis mm-hmm. and it was really going to get worse as time went on. Listen to this. What we stand by is that we are doing everything that we can uh, to make sure that um, uh, that we follow the process that's been put forth. That's why we have uh, historic funding uh, to do just that, to make sure that, um, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, to make sure ah. that... Um, to make sure that uh, the folks that we encounter at the border be removed uh, or expelled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would have been buffering, October buffering, 25th. Buffering. No. 2022. Wow. Last October. Oh, Doing boy. everything we can. Yeah. You know what that is, though? I, I've had this theory for a while. She's a terrible liar and all that and not all that bright. But I do think she still has some remnant of a soul left in her. Okay. And so when, when that happens, when you try to lie... That remnant of the soul is like grabbing onto it by by any statement that you're making, just clutching for dear life to try to keep it in your mouth, to keep it from going out into the ether. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, she loses that battle. But, yeah, yes. it, it, I think we've had that same theory yeah. for a while, to be honest. It's, it's also uh, a tell because when she starts off the statement saying we're doing everything we can, 
in her mind, she's saying, don't say destroy America. Don't say destroy America. Don't say destroy America. <laughs> she has trouble remembering what the actual company line is supposed to be. Yes. She's not very good. <sighs> um, speaking of destroying America, uh, George Soros has wanted to do this for a long time. He's been working on it actively. And this is just another example yeah. of what happens when he gets a DA elected. Oh, yeah. Uh, in St. Louis, there was a shooting on Cinco de Mayo. Two people got shot. I think one guy got grazed in the leg and one person got shot in the leg. Uh, the cops have video of the suspects holding the guns. One of the suspects was arrested, but she's been let go because the St. Louis Circuit Attorney's Office isn't pressing charges. Uh, according to Fox 2 in St. Louis. Think of that. Think of what he just said. I know we all heard it. I know, yeah. And you're like, well, I don't need to think about it. I heard it. No, seriously. It's the video. She shot him. Just not enough there to impress charges. Yeah. Amber Booker is her name, 33 years old. She was arrested by the cops. Um, and then uh, apparently Kim Gardner's office. Now, Kim Gardner's resigned now. Mm -hmm. uh, but they refused to press charges because of a lack of evidence. <laughs> they said, well, also, I mean, <laughs> there's video. Exactly. Is it too grainy? Is it black and white? What's no. What? You got you the the stills that the cops released. You see her clearly holding a handgun, yeah. and you see the guy who also shot. I guess he was still on the run. Um, you see him taking a gun out of a holster in his pants. Yes, like they're they're there. They're yeah, armed. He's, he's got a cardinal jersey on over his shirt. It's unbuttoned. There it is. I mean, you can see everything. Yep, just not enough there. Well, think about it, man. In Chicago, with another Soros back DA Kim Fox. Remember the shooting with the gang members? Yeah. Someone dies? Well, we're not going to press charges. What was the actual term they, they used, David? They were mutual combatants. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so as long as you're mutual combatants in Chicago, you can bust a cap and waste a fool. No problem there. As long as all of that's in play. It's insanity, dude. Okay. <laughs> the latest on the deep state. It's crazy world. Uh, straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. So, I, you know, I was hoping that whether it was NBC, ABC, somebody would at least say something about the Biden family corruption. Mm -hmm. uh, something. Because a lot of times it seems to me the legacy media has a story they don't want to cover, but they almost have to. And then they'll tell you half-truths, yeah, that sort of tactic. But it's nothing. And as I was thinking about that earlier today, I'm like, is that because there's no way to spin this because they just don't want viewers at all to even know this is happening? And I suppose that's it. But, I mean, what we're talking about is what happened yesterday with the House Oversight Committee and James Comer. And you mentioned it, David. I think it's true. He laid it out very well in sort of an easy to understand way yeah of how this happened yeah it, it's that while joe biden was vice president for some reason foreign nationals and countries that he was doing business with on an official level were funneling millions of dollars to his family why Miranda divine from the new york post has been on this better than anybody with the hunter biden laptop and she wrote a whole piece about it that's in the post and 
said yes. It's astonishing forensic accounting of $10 million in payments from just two of the countries, Romania and China, that enriched the Bidens. That's not counting further millions from Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Mexico, Romania, Oman, and the earlier, earlier China deals and other foreign business deals the committee is investigating. And what business did they have these shell companies for? Influence peddling. What else is there? There's nothing else. Oh, no, no. Yeah, the only defense that I saw from the White House that was that was really put out there uh, was a criticism that they couldn't point to a specific policy that Joe Biden advocated for as vice president uh, that would justify being bribed. Basically, you if it was pay for play, what was the play? Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, that's a, that's a distraction. That's a red herring. You say, okay, well then, you tell me why those millions of dollars are being funneled to members of the Biden family. Because if there's a legitimate excuse, and James Comer, I think, did a good job laying that part out, if there's a legitimate uh, excuse here, tell us what all these LLCs were. What was the purpose? What what services were rendered in exchange for that payment? As Miranda Devine wrote, Joe has been playing the influence peddling game for half a century and has plausible deniability down to a fine art. Some of the other pieces or just things that she wrote in that piece that I thought was great was that it will come as a shock to Americans who have been kept in the dark about the Biden family corruption due to an unseemly media blackout and a deliberate cover up involving the FBI, the CIA and big tech to ensure that then candidate Biden won the 2020 election. Okay, so as different people on the left were freaking out last night. As Trump is saying, it was a rigged election. It's <laughs> still lying. I think a lot of people in the country feel like, well, you can call it what you want. Call it legally rigged. Because, yes, everyone was in concert together on the left to keep this information from the American public. What was a conspiracy? Yes. So this is the one question I had from reading her piece that I wanted to ask you guys. Well, she said, now that Comer has laid out a documented trail of million-dollar bribes paid to the Biden family, it is unsustainable for the president and the White House to continue to stonewall and deny the truth. Is it, though? That's my question. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it is. Because, I again, I mean, if you're not if, – if the most coverage I saw of this in legacy media was not about the allegations themselves – but it was a criticism of Republicans for talking about it. So already the seed, the seedlings are out there to basically say this is a, uh, a Republican right-wing attack on this, on this president. Because if somebody says, hey, what did these Republicans say? If you just Google it, you're going to find an article, more than likely, you're going to find an article that says that Republicans ramp up attacks on Joe Biden or something <laughs> to that effect. Yes. And so... The person, the casual news consumer, will say, okay, well, there's obviously there's nothing to it. It's just a political attack, whatever, uh, move on. So, I, again, you say that they, it's not sustainable for the White House to just sort of ignore this or stonewall it. I think it's very sustainable. <laughs> Man, people have to wake up to it at some point, and there's going to be enough whistleblowers, I think, within those departments to come out to the point you just can't. You can't ignore it anymore. 
I mean, and I think of it this way, too, because I think when we say imagine if this was uh, Trump's brother and one of Trump's kids, we know what it would be. Okay. Trump is like a different animal altogether. Mm -hmm. Let's go all the way back to George W. Bush. Okay. And let's say at the time or even now, you know what? They went way back and uncovered this stuff. Holy smokes. There were like 19 LLCs. Then the Bush family and all these Bush members of this family were getting this money, but no one knows why. But George W. Bush had this relationship with all of these different countries. This is crazy. And so you've got all these hefty foreign payments that are going to his younger brother and his son and then his widowed daughter-in-law, Hallie, who then started dating the other son, which is its own separate craziness. Kathleen Biden... Uh, that's Hunter's ex-wife. And then his current wife, Melissa Cohen, she's in on that, too. And this would all be the Bush family. Still, the freakout would be there. Corruption in government. Yeah. But nothing. It is. It's it's maddening. Not even like a scrap, smidge, 15-second no. mention. And I truly nothing. believe that if most Americans knew the truth, they would see things so much different. And certainly, they would vote different. Yeah, but but that's why legacy media is the enemy of the people. Did they win a Peabody? That's all oh, really gosh. right there. Goodness gracious. Yep. All right, I think it's that time of the show. Going around the table. Always do this. Seen a lot of news stories out there. Might not be the biggest story of the day, but it caught your attention. David, today, what's your story? Well, this is a, I, I found this really interesting. Uh, Los Angeles Dodgers player Mookie Betts. Uh, Betts says he stayed at an Airbnb during the team's trip to Milwaukee this week because he thinks the hotel the team was staying in is haunted. Oh, I've been to that hotel. Yeah, we're talking about the Fister. The Fister, yes. The, the historic, yes. yes, named after Guido Fister. This True. is legendary. Yeah. Yes. So the Fister is supposedly built on land that had once been a gravesite. Uh, he says he couldn't sleep at the Fister because every noise at the Fister made him wonder if he was about to encounter one of the famous Fister ghosts. Uh, and apparently other baseball players have been skittish about the Fister. Yeah. I don't know. That's if you, true. You this is legendary. It. Like Bryce well, Harper. Robbins, you know, just for backstory, you used to have one of the Cardinal broadcasters on a local show with you every week, and then we were doing that show together. Yeah. They would talk about that hotel all the time. All the time. Because th- that was legendary. Yeah. So Bryce Harper in 2013 told ESPN, the magazine, that one time he stayed at the Fister. He uh, said he found a table wound up on the opposite end of the room and his clothes were neatly folded on the floor. Michael Young said that he heard footsteps in his room while he was staying at the Fister. And uh, Pablo Sandoval says he was showing, uh, I'm sorry, he was staying at the Fister one time and his iPod started playing music randomly. Oh, daddy. Yeah. Yeah, but you stayed there and you were fine. Scott. I had no problem. I I probably scared them. Yeah, you had, you had no problem with the Fister. No, I had no problem. As a matter of fact, I welcomed my stay at the Fister. Mm-hmm. I think I know why actually. Because if I had to guess, it was free, paid from some record company. No, when actually, you were no, a top no, forty that's, guy. See, that's not was... true. This was a baseball. <laughs> this was a baseball trip I took with my really? fantasy league. And we were in the bar, and all the all the pirates were staying there. They were playing the Brewers. All the right. pirates came walking in. Okay, I know. I know that's where all the players stay when they're there. At least the ones not like Mookie who were yeah. freaked out by the So you didn't you didn't get the Fister for free? No, I okay. didn't know. I paid for the Fister. Okay, I did. But there's another 
hotel, if I remember right, and this might be in every town, there's one in Oklahoma City, too. A fister? No, that's known oh. for ghosts. You eighth graders, you're playing on words. I'm trying to move past. No, no, no. I, I, I was, I was just naturally curious. Right. That's all. Yes. <laughs> but I'm trying to think of the one. I in know Oklahoma there are City. fisters all over the country. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yes. So what's your story today, Scott? My story is Chuck Schumer's mad. He's pounding on the table again. Uh, he took to Twitter and was screeching and yelling about the Republicans wanting to undo student loan forgiveness. <laughs> Of everything right now? Yes. Republicans want to rip away this critical relief from working families, teachers, public service, veterans, and more. Democrats stand with the American people. I thought this thing was already done and over with. It's like it's not going to happen. It's not going to pass. Well, I think the Supreme Court is going to be weighing in on it here in the next couple of months. All right, so, They've already uh, heard anyway. arguments for it. Uh, so Chuck uh, apparently thinks taxpayers should pay off the student loans, then pass a law through Congress. So the cleaning staff pays for the student loan of the corporate manager. That's how all this works. Okay. Oh, updated on the Oklahoma City Hotel was the Skirvin. That was the rumor. Oh, the that Skirvin. Was haunted. The Skirvin. Usually you stay there after the Fister. I don't have a story today. <laughs> I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> I don't even know what Skirvin sounds like. The day like. whoever decided I was the ringleader of this stupid show, yeah. I want to fight that person right now. I'm supposed to be one of the chucklers on the other side, not the one keeping it together. I know. I'm Golly. Van Camp and I have taken control. <laughs> We're going to look up the word Skirvin. <laughs> Except that I'm the one that freaks you two guys out on the show more than the other guys. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, uh, my story today. <laughs> is that a major bank has now downgraded Anheuser-Busch, the stock status. Oops. Okay. And now you could say, what? People just piling on Bud Light. Who cares that much anyway? Right. No, it's just fascinating to watch this business go down so fast because it was misstep at every turn. Mm-hmm. Okay, so early on, different people at InBev, which owns Anheuser-Busch, because I think some people forget that's a German-owned company now. It's been that way for years. A lot of people still think of just Anheuser-Busch yeah, as an no American Augie company. Bush you know, that sort of thing. Relatives running things, no. That, well, and especially you saw this in liberal outlets of, well, the Bud Light sales might be down, but that doesn't mean it's going to hurt the company. Well, all of a sudden, it's not just a Bud Light issue. Um, it goes way beyond that. Dude, you've got Budweiser down 11%. Michelob Ultra. Modelo. Natty Light. Bush Light all down. Because people know that that's part of the group. Now, that's not a, they're not as down as far as Bud Light. Yeah. But still. And again, have you heard yet, and I've asked this question a couple of different times, anyone say, hey, boycott Bud Light? Uh, at this point, yes, I have. I can say that. Um, okay. I, I still have not. No. And I'll, I'll tell you, just this is an anecdotal thing, but I, I, I wonder if I underestimated the, the power of 
uh, women, especially wives and mothers, in making financial decisions when it comes to what they buy at the grocery store. Just because I had a conversation with somebody that I know, I would not describe her as like right wing, you know, all in on Trump or anything else. Uh, but what really set her off was not the initial partnership with Dylan Mulvaney. Like she said, well, you know, I'll, I'll kind of calm down on buying beer. She buys beer once a week for her husband at the grocery store. Okay. And usually it's Bud Light. And uh-huh. then she said, well, I'll wait for them to come to their senses a little bit, but I'm going to take a break here for a little while from buying that product. But it was last week when the CEO said that it was misinformation that was going oh. around, and that's why that she is pissed. And all of her friends are pissed. And they're like going on their different Facebook groups and all that stuff, and they're all sharing these uh, this placard or this meme or whatever that shows all of the beers that are owned by Anheuser-Busch. Mm-hmm. And they are saying, no, we're boycotting now. Because first wow. you insulted my intel. Well, first you insulted me, yep. uh, and then you called me stupid. And then you said that I fell for misinformation because I was mad about the previous two. So, no. It's like they've lost it for for this lady and for a few of her friends, apparently. It is a boycott. They're done with the company forever. Wow. Well, I hope it was worth it, pandering to the Alphabet Mafia, to get a few extra sales. Holy smokes, man. Yeah, that is really something. All right, much more to get to. Uh, The Ministry of Truth lady, do you remember her? She is suing Fox News. On what? That and much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Fox News is getting sued, you say? Yeah, this is this is stupid, but this was predicted uh, after the Dominion settlement was reached that now anybody with an axe to grind against Fox News is going to start going after them. Mm-hmm. Remember Nina Jankowitz? The, that's the Ministry of Truth lady. She was going to be yeah. uh, heading up this panel within Homeland Security to crack down on speech. Yeah, she was a nut. She liked to sing a lot. Yeah, she sang, uh, like, oh, that one. weird, erotic fan fiction stuff about Harry Potter. And anyway, yeah. she's going to be suing Fox News. They, they say, or she says, because the hosts ruined my career and profession uh, by criticizing me, which is fundamentally different than what, Dominion, what the Dominion lawsuit was. The Dominion lawsuit was based on a lie that Dominion voting systems were somehow illegally switching votes with the help of Venezuelans or some such thing. Uh, The the criticism from Fox News and other conservative media about Nina Jankowicz was that she's a nut who should have or should be nowhere near any sort of government authority when it comes to monitoring speech. Yeah, she shouldn't. Looking for some prefects in the bathroom one day. Yeah, yeah, that was it. We suffered through that months ago. We don't need it again. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so she's saying that she was demeaned and defamed in highly personal language. Also, she put that out online. (laughs) Fox News. I mean, (laughs) you did did that to yourself. yourself. (laughs) Yeah. She got more eyeballs on it from them than anywhere else. I guarantee you that. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Good luck with that. I like Tucker's chances against Fox News a whole lot better. Oh, yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, 
David Van Camp and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Yeah, crazy stuff going on in our country trying to keep a sense of humor. Wow. Okay, this is crazy at the border. It is. It's a human catastrophe, really. Uh, yeah, it has been that for a while. I mean, a record number of deaths at the border. And I heard one interview, uh, it was a local news interview out of El Paso a couple days ago, where, where one person who is a humanitarian aid worker who basically says, if we get through the next few weeks without a mass casualty event, I'll be I'll be surprised. Um, I can and, see why they would say that. Wow. And I mean, when you have tens of thousands of people, uh, I've heard estimates ranging, and again, they're only estimates. One person said sixty-five thousand people uh, waiting across the border. Another report I saw, they they're estimating eighty thousand on the other side of the border waiting to come in. Many of them have already started to cross. Uh, I mean, just this week, in, in one day. They came across 11,000 people crossing the border. And that's the people that law enforcement knew about. Th- this, is, this is not a sustainable thing. And people, unfortunately, are going to die as a result of this. Um, well, and it's very possible it's coming to your town very soon. Very likely, yeah. I mean, th- this isn't, I mean, I- I'll never forget Jay Johnson talking about the, uh, the unaccompanied migrant crisis this is the former homeland security secretary under obama the unaccompanied minor crisis that they had a little more than 10 years ago and he said i mean the numbers there that was a humanitarian catastrophe and they pale in comparison to where they were a year ago yes not to mention what we are staring down the barrel of now with title 42 ending and the biden administration having no clue what they're doing or at least i Again, I go back and forth. I don't know if it's they have no clue or they know exactly what they're doing and they don't care about the human toll that this will. Uh, That's what it is. Yeah. Yes, because they're going to take all of these people and put them in towns across the United States mm-hmm. with no way to track them. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, the plan. I was surprised to see NBC News actually report this, that uh, the Biden administration is now preparing a memo that will direct Customs and Border Protection to begin releasing migrants into the U.S. without court dates or the ability to track them. Yes, you heard that right. Yeah, they they started releasing migrants without court dates uh, to alleviate overcrowding in March of 2021, but they had previously enrolled those migrants in a program known as Alternatives to Detention, which required them to check in on a mobile app until they were uh, eventually given a court date. This new policy, no, you're on parole, and uh, hopefully you'll come back and check in. And, yeah, I mean, I know we already know this, probably don't even have to bring it up, but if you're asking yourself the question, well, how how do you check in on the app? I mean, you're coming here. You you don't have anything. You want a better life. You don't have a phone. Well, we we cure that problem. Mm -hmm. You get a phone when you get in. Right. That's free of charge. Well, I mean, the taxpayers pay for it, but, yeah, that's just part of it. Well, and there there was an immigration lawyer talking about this where he has a client right now who has checked in uh, after crossing the border. The court date that this person was assigned, the notice to appear isn't until 2026. Right. That's how bad the backlog is right now. 
Name another country this happens. Well, I, I for one, would like to have the walk-right-in plan. <laughs> Meaning? For my cell phone. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be good. Yeah, I just was griping you guys off here yesterday. The rates for the whole family plan went up significantly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, just, just okay, go to northern Mexico, walk across the border, and you'll have <laughs> the, and the federal government will plan. give you a new phone. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, and you know, Ted Danson will be on TV pitching it. <laughs> Why pay? I mean, that's silly. Well, we were talking about it earlier, and I just saw on the monitor they're talking about New York. Uh, people here illegally have filled up another police department. And people in Chicago, I mean, residents are griping and moaning, going, hey, you're bringing all these people into our community, into which part was it? South Shore? South Shore, yeah. See, we, we got no room for them here. Yeah, Chicago. And they're putting yeah. people here illegally into the old high school there, and residents are freaking out. Well, you voted 92% for Biden. Yeah. People warned against this. Maybe, maybe you could build a shelter for them out of all of your Biden-Harris 2024 yard signs. Why not? Sure. Remember, never forget. Um, the border the border is secure. <laughs> And they still say it. Mayorkas. It's unbelievable. Now, at that town hall last night that CNN had with Trump, uh, we talked about this. Yeah. Yeah, I was glad they finally actually got around to that after talking about the 2020 election and January 6th and whatever, uh, plus a side story about a cat named Vagina. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> that's true, by the I way. I know it's. Um, Donald Trump did get a chance or was given a chance to address Biden's border crisis. Finally, yes. Roll it. These people are sick. Anybody that wants this to happen to our country, they're destroying our country, and this should not be allowed to happen. How they're not going to do a version of Title 42 or my Title 42, which was tough. If people are sick and have infectious diseases and lots of other problems, we don't want them being into our country. We have enough problems right now. We have problems like we've never had in the history of our country. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. Do you see what DeSantis did in Florida? New laws there about people in his state illegally. Yeah. He's not playing. Yeah, I, re I, I, I read a piece about how a bunch of uh, people here illegally are going to be leaving the state of Florida. And yes. it's like, okay, and am I, am, is that supposed to be, a, like, bad news? It's almost like... Oh, as far as the left yeah. goes, oh, yeah, how could they do that? I don't... I've never really been able to wrap my head around this this conundrum we find ourselves in or this situation we find ourselves in where people are weeping and wailing about not uh, about the idea of expulsion of of people here illegally. Um, these are the same people who freaked out if you didn't wear a mask at Walmart. Yes, it's all about feelings. It's not about facts or real life situations. You're able to emotionally manipulate people. By putting, you know, a 10-second soundbite from a poor family that's trying to get into the country. Now, as we've seen over the last couple of years, most of the video is a bunch of dudes that are trying to come in. But there's also families. There are women. And if you're NBC, one of the legacy media people, you find that family. And it's always a heartbreaking story. And if you're a person with a heart, you're like, oh, that's terrible. So that would cause some people to say, you know what, maybe I should give to some funds that help these people in the countries they're in right now. For other people, 
They just think, well, we should let everyone in and not think about the consequences until it shows up on their doorstep, and then they bitch and freaking moan, we can't do it. Well, you caused it. The Santa should give everyone free passes to Disney World when they get there. So everybody goes to Disney World at the same time. (laughs) Why would they do that? See how quickly that turns around. (laughs) People start to change their minds. The liberal people that are taking their kids? Oh, gosh, yeah. Got 50,000 migrants out front that want to ride in on the rides today. What are we going to do about that? <laughs> That's easy for you now. You don't have a kid that you're still taking to Disney. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, David, you also have audio from this town hall or the focus group on CNN. Oh, I thought this was hilarious, man. So after CNN's town hall with Donald Trump, they had this little focus group come together to talk about what they saw. Uh, this was incredible. The first question was about how people feel about Trump talking about the 2020 election. Okay. Does it bother you that he keeps talking about 2020 and not 2024? I'll ask you first. This is Jonathan Leslie. He's 40, Republican, voted for Trump twice. How do you feel about those lies? So I feel like part of it's also the media narrative, as you guys asked him the first question at the town hall about the 2020 election, rather than current stuff. So don't you think he could say it's time for me to start talking about 2024 and not lies that aren't true? Couldn't the media ask him a question about 2024? Well, there were questions, but you're right. That was the first thing, but that's something that was on our mind. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, moving on, moving on. <laughs> it was on our mind. So it's on your mind, and you're criticizing Trump for him having it still on his mind. Right. Interesting. Well, you guys asked the question. I mean, right. like he didn't bring it up out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> That is great, the way you answer the question. By the way, it, did you guys actually watch it or just watch clips from I it? I watched clips. I couldn't. I watched it later. Um, I, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I think with Trump, I, I know what the shtick is going to be. Mm-hmm. And so sort of the shock value of how he talks and what he says. And, I mean, it's hilarious, but... I don't feel like it's must-watch TV anymore. And honestly, Caitlin Collins was really annoying to me. Insufferable. The moderator. I made it through five minutes, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to do clips later. And then it was maybe 45 minutes later, I got the text from Van Camp talking about the part where Trump was mentioning E. Jean Carroll's cat that she named. Well, she named the cat Vagina, and apparently that is accurate. And he brought that up. And once you sent that text, I'm like, now I got to go back and watch it. Yeah. Well, I, I do have ratings information for this, by the way. That okay. kind of speaks to what I was Here. just saying. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Uh, it is, uh, let's see, CNN's town hall with Donald Trump averaged 3.1 million total viewers. So really good night for the network. But that is not close to what Trump would have commanded at 2015, 2016. And I, right. I think people people's minds are pretty much made up about Trump one way or the other. Oh, he didn't do anything to change anybody's mind. People that are with him are still with him, and people that are against him, you know, they hate watch. 3.1 million, that's what Tucker averaged his last two weeks. But for CNN, that's yeah. like a record over the last several, probably a couple of years, I'm guessing. I think so, yeah, probably since the uh, Capitol riot. Yeah. Oh, you know what we got to get the video of? <laughs> or not video, but audio. Morning, Joe. Joe Scarborough. 
Oh, gosh. That guy is the biggest female cat. What Dude. happened to that dude? <laughs> it was the most chilling thing I ever heard. Oh, God. Really? Here we go. Are you yeah. kidding? Yeah. Holy cow. Um, also, get to get to this story. I'll just make this quick. The influencer that made an AI version of herself. So there's a different AI story every day and that we don't know what's coming and AI is going to fool a bunch of people. Well, apparently in this story... It didn't fool anybody. She was just charging guys a buck per minute to chat with the AI version of herself. Okay? Hmm. She's billing it as a virtual girlfriend. And apparently these door I mean these dudes are signing up to talk to the AI version of this woman. We got a loneliness problem in this country. Wait, dude, is there ever a better example than that? Uh, I know it's not the real thing, but it's somebody. Oh, gosh, that's sad. What are you wearing, AI? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll get to that. And Joe Scarborough, he lost his something a long time ago. All coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, got to change the game plan. Got to go with something different. This is breaking. <laughs> News update, David Van Camp. So we've had three days in a row where more than 10,000 people were or came into contact with law enforcement at the border. Coming across. 30,000 in the span of three days. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I want you to rest. Be, I'm sorry, I can't even. Uh, I know. Rest know. assured, uh, Alejandro Mayorka says we've been preparing for this, obviously. And I'll let you know something. We're working hard on it. Here's Alejandro Mayorka just moments ago. We are a nation of immigrants and a nation of laws. We are doing everything possible <laughs> to enforce those laws in a safe, no, orderly, and humane way. Really? No. Because. Because there are Border no. Patrol agents who are saying that they're swamped right now. No, it's... I mean, the guy belongs in jail. I, I truly believe that. He's lied to Congress. He has done everything he can to violate the law and not uphold the law. And we've had six over six million people come in illegally. That's on purpose intentionally undermining the United States. Obviously, you should be impeached. I also, just my opinion, you should be in Well, jail. He's an activist, okay? It, it, like so many in this administration. I hope, you know, people that don't pay attention that much will pay attention to what's going on and understand that this is all by design. This dude, is what they want. They will start to pay attention, and they are now, when it comes to their neck of the woods, their neighborhood, their areas, that's when you get their attention. That's the only time. It's so maddening because they you think about how many people have suffered. And, and even for the people that really do have the heart for people trying to come to this country to live a better life, how many have died trying to get in? You think Mayorkas cares? At, at this point, I think the estimate is uh, north of a thousand at this point that have died, including so many kids. Yeah, they don't care. That's just a cost for completely changing the, the United States forever.
and it's about making it a socialist country. I mean, is there is well, there a case if, against that? If that's the goal, they're succeeding. Yeah, bit by bit. Yes. I mean, that's what we're seeing. Think about how out of hand the Department of Justice is. Yeah. And the FBI and the CIA and the Twitter files. I understand we all get up every day and go to work another day. Every once in a while you take a step back and look at what's happening in the country. It's crazy. I think the momentum is shifting. I really do. I think more and more people are waking up to it and are ready to fight against it. But this is insanity, man. Now, if you want something on a lighter note, I have it especially for you, Scott. Okay. So I think it's good news. Okay. I'm listening. Um, you, you love your cats. Yes, I do. Did you know you could have your cats on a billboard for free? On a billboard? Yes. Well, I don't know if I want them on a billboard. Well, that company, Lamar, they own, yeah. I don't know, 150,000 billboards yeah, every, around the country. Every market in the world, yeah. Yeah, they have the digital billboards. Yeah. Well, it's National Pet Month, and they've partnered with an ad company. And so if you want to go to this website, add a custom message, you name the date and time, you want your cats up on the billboard, they put it up there for you. <laughs> well, are they, how does this work? You just send the photo in. I mean, it's a digital image of my cats on the billboard? Yeah. Yes. I thought you meant my cat's actually walking on the billboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can do that for free anytime, like, Scott. Holy crap, man. <laughs> no, there's a picture on there. Oh, well, that would be okay. <laughs> or maybe we'll take a picture of you with your blankie and your essential oils and your kitties and put them all yeah, up good. there. Real men love cats. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Of course they do. Yes. <laughs> Biggest story of the day, David? <laughs> I'm just picturing a couple of terrified kittens up on a billboard, billboard. now. And some yeah. yokel going, can you believe they let me do that for free? <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. Jeez. <laughs> Biggest story of the day is the crisis at the border. There, There is no other story really going on today. And, I mean, right now, it, today is Invasion Eve. Uh Tomorrow, it's going to get much, much worse. This is going to be a rough weekend. Uh, yeah. It could get really, really ugly. Okay, there's so much different audio to get to. Highly entertaining stuff. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of audio to get to. Um David, where do you want to go next? Because I got like three things and I want to well, get what's important first. I'll just say this. You know, we, we've had three days now in a row where there's been at least 10,000 people uh, coming across law enforcement crossing the border. Mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't count the people that never saw law enforcement or evaded law enforcement at the border. This is a catastrophe in the making as Title 42 comes to an end. We know that. Uh, then I see, uh, well, it's going to get worse because uh, flood watch issued for the weekend in the areas uh, affected, many of them at least, like Del Rio down to Eagle Pass uh, through that stretch of the Texas-Mexico border. Uh, it's going to be raining cats and dogs, and that can only mean more disaster as you have anywhere from sixty to 80,000 people on the other side of the border coming across. This is going to be a bad weekend. I hope and I'm wrong about that. I genuinely I hope so really too, hope but I'm if wrong you had about that. if you had to predict, you'd predict there's going to be some bad things that go on mm -hmm. over the next week. And you know, it's the Biden administration. 
I know you could make the argument this is decades of both parties <laughs> because they wanted cheap labor, for to be honest. But especially in the last two and a half years, what we've seen going on at the border, and then you have a mainstream media that won't pay attention because they're all a part of the grift. Yeah. And so you don't have people actually knowing what's going on in most parts of the country until it shows up on their doorstep. And it's, there's no other way to say it. It's a human catastrophe that we've already seen with over a thousand people dying, trying to get in. And then all of the kids that have been trafficked and the cartels making billions of dollars. And then there's all the women and the human trafficking Dear goodness, man. I, I mean, you're talking about right now, according to a local uh, meteorologist out of Austin uh, on Fox 7, uh, pockets of rain, you're talking Saturday night to Sunday morning, upwards of 10 inches Ugh, of rain falling. Boy. Um, Holy smokes. That's, that's devastating for people who are walking with kids, <sighs> who are weighed down with packs, if they're trying to go at night. This is not good. And you're trying to go across the river? Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, my goodness. And because they put out the welcome mat around the world. Yep. You make it in, you're in. That's basically it. You can call it, well, we we have to, you know, that's who we are. Is we look for people looking for asylum. Again, at best estimates, 3% of people would qualify for asylum. That's not the game. Gosh, dang, man. Okay. So we mentioned uh, Trump's town hall, CNN. David, you said 3.1 million watched. Yeah. Which, again, would be a big night for CNN, but not as big as what Trump has had in the past. Yeah. Um, the whole lawsuit with E. Jean Carroll got brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, Trump actually said hanky-panky. Yeah, he did. Well, he's making fun of the whole thing, this idea that he, uh, uh, what she has alleged is that yes. he raped her in a department store changing room. Yes. And the jury that was obviously going to try to find some way to pin something on Donald Trump couldn't actually bring themselves to say that that was a likely thing, um, that that was a thing that maybe happened. Um, and that he, it was a rape, but it was a sexual Sexual assault. abuse or battery or yes. yeah, whatever the verbiage was there. Right. Um, and so anyway, he started talking about it and I delivered the setup in a way or delivered the situation of what's being alleged in a way that only Donald Trump can. I think that's well said. I met her in the front door of Bergdorf Goodman. I was immediately attracted to her. She was immediately attracted to me. And we had this great chemistry. We're walking into a crowded department. So we had this great chemistry. And a few minutes later, we end up in a a room, a dressing room, of Bergdorf Goodman, right near the cash register. And then she found out there were locks on the door. So she said, I found one that was open. She found one. She learned this at trial. She found one that was open. What kind of a woman meets somebody and brings them up, and within minutes you're playing hanky-panky in a dressing room, okay? <laughs> Saying, I don't know this woman. Right. Still saying that. Yeah. Okay. Like media... Pundits are saying, I can't believe that crowd of Republicans in New Hampshire. They were laughing at sexual assault. No, they were laughing because the whole story seems pretty ridiculous. Yes. And then there was the part where he mentioned her cat. Yes. 
Um, again, saying he didn't know who she was. I have no idea who she is. I had a picture taken years ago with her and her husband, nice guy, John Johnson. He was a newscaster, very nice man. She called him an ape. Happens to be Afri African-American. Called him an ape. The judge wouldn't allow us to put that in. Her dog or her cat was named Vagina. The judge wouldn't allow to put that in. All of these things. He would, but with her, they could put in anything. Access this Hollywood. This is a jury of nine. Okay. <laughs> One thing, real quick comment. All right. What he alleged to V. Jean Carroll, what she called the ex-husband. Yeah. I haven't seen anyone in legacy media curious enough to look that up to find if it's true. Mm -hmm. Because that would cancel a whole lot of people. Yeah. So there's not that, but you're focusing in on other things, you or know. Her cat was named Vagina. <laughs> right, things like that. Which caused, well, some weak men, like Joe Scarborough, oh, to be freaked out by the whole thing. He, he didn't even hardly have the words for this Trump town hall last mm -hmm. night. Um, but it is, it is uh, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm, I'm going to use catastrophizing language here. Uh, but it was it was just it was disgraceful on every level. It showed uh, I, won't, I wouldn't say it's dangerous for democracy because we passed that a long time ago, but it showed the corrosive effects of Trumpism over eight years. And I've got to say. I, 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 the, the most shocking part was an audience who cheered on a president who tried to overturn American democracy. Do you want me to stop it there? Ugh, dude. <laughs> Just relax. Yeah, no, it's, but it's so typical of these guys. The hyperventilating and hyperbole, they, they dabble in that like, you know, most artists do pastels. I mean, it's just, they, yes. bad, bad people. You want more? Yeah, of course. Sure. An audience that mocked and ridiculed a woman uh, who a jury of her peers, Ugh. Donald Trump's peers, found had been sexually assaulted. Those Americans there last night turned that into a punchline, laughed and dismissed cops getting the shit kicked out of them. He said that on the air, by on the way. Jan yeah. Okay. They weren't laughing at that. Nobody was. Of course January the 6th, beaten up over and over again, calling a cop a thug mm -hmm. who actually was trying to stop people from the House floor from being killed. The, He's talking about killing Ashley Babbitt. The guy who shot an unarmed protester. <laughs> Okay. Yes. The same Who guy. Who left his gun in a bathroom? Yeah, he left in his DC gun. before the same guy that should have been fired before. What do, what do you have to do to get fired from the DC <laughs> police, man? Leave your gun in a crapper? <laughs> I mean, uh, this guy. Well, the union negotiated for that, right, David? <laughs> hey, who doesn't leave their gun in a gun random in a bathroom stall, right? You can't leave it holstered. I mean, you got to, you know. Come to think of it, I think mine's in the bathroom right now. Dang. Hold <laughs> yeah. on, guys. Go grab that. It's unreal. <laughs> and I can't help but think as I'm watching this poor, sad shell of a man now, you know, trying to fawn all this outrage and concern. Dude, do you remember 2015? 
You oh, helped Trump. It was always a fun party when he called in. Joining us on the phone, uh, the front runner, the Republican race for president, Donald Trump. Donald, Donald Trump, uh, we're, we're trying to figure out exactly. And it would be just fun times. All the Donalds on the phone. What a hoot. You know, in fairness, I think Joe's got other stuff going on in his in his life. Joe Scarborough does. That's why he sounds so downtrodden. I mean, I, uh, my sources are telling me it's been a few months since his wife let him watch while she sleeps with her boyfriend. So, oh man, it's been wow. it's been a while. You go to that. Oh, man. so he gets frustrated. Gosh, wow. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot that makes me uncomfortable on the show. <laughs> I feel like I'm the one pushing it sometimes. <laughs> man, oh man, that's twice today. Van Camp's coming out swinging hard. David Van Camp's cuck corner. <laughs> Speaking of sad little men, I don't even know if you know who's on this clip. With the story of NBC reacting to Tucker Carlson taking his show to Twitter. Because mm-hmm. I told you we had this story. I got it, you know, reaction NBC because they're afraid that, oh, my gosh, who's going to be the one to rein Tucker in if he is on Twitter? Because it used to be at least Fox could somewhat rein him in. Now who's going to do it? Well, it's free speech, you knuckleheads. What's wrong with you? Nobody's going to rein him in. And so it's that Costello guy on NBC. Oh, Tom Costello, yeah. Yeah. That's all um, right. And then he has a special guest with him, yeah. little buddy. Here, roll it out. Okay. Well, listen, Twitter was already under fire from misinformation, disinformation, all-out lies, anti-Semitism, right. racism, before Elon Musk took over. And now it's gotten kind of crazy, right? Seemingly unmoored. Uh- it got crazy. How? <laughs> you used to get kicked off the platform for saying a biological man is a man. And now you can say it. Oh, it's gotten so much worse. Oh. <laughs> what is wrong with these pansies? Go ahead, Don. Uh, if you will, will anybody be able to police what Carlson says? Mm. Or is this the point? It's just a free-for-all. I think this is the point. It is a free-for-all. It's what Elon Musk it's wants to provide. <laughs> oh. Anybody recognize him? <laughs> of course. It's the... <laughs> America's number one hall monitor. <laughs> of course it is. Brian Stelter. Yes. <laughs> Stelter, a little guest shot there. Yeah. Stop running. Stop running. Stop. <laughs> okay, there's there's more. This move by Tucker may cement the idea of Twitter as a right-wing website. <laughs> what a turd. A right-wing website? Yes. Oh, my gosh. And that's when the tears came. <laughs> <laughs> It's called free speech. This guy, dude. That's unreal to me. So I guess the whole Twitter thing on Tucker, or Tucker on Twitter, has them even more freaked out mm-hmm. than before on Fox. Well, this It is... doesn't matter. Wherever the message is, they're going to take these people down, talking oh, yeah. about threat to democracy and everything else. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I think we already covered the mainstream media totally ignoring the biden family corruption Mm -hmm. it's really something this is really something just completely ignoring it not saving it till the end not mentioning it for 30 seconds nothing it was laid out yesterday james comer house intelligence committee and seriously don't you really think if most people in america and i'm even talking about uh let's say (laughs) centrist democrats Okay, I know that's... I don't know if there's such a thing. I know, but that's a category. Yep. 
heard about this, they would still at least say, oh, my gosh, yeah, that's that's probably corruption. And Hunter Biden, I mean, the guy, look at it. But, yeah, when you're talking about Joe Biden's brother, James, and all these family members getting this money from all of these different countries, what were they getting the money for? That's one thing. Even people that you vote for, if you find out they're corrupt, getting ill-gotten gains, it ticks you off. Like, hey, you're not supposed to be doing that. Yeah. I think people would turn on him in a hurry. Yeah, but they can't turn so. on him if they never know it. Yeah. Which is what is really frustrating. But I guess we shouldn't be surprised. Did you think they would cover it at all? I th- Well, I think David said it yesterday. They've got to cover it, right? I, but dude, they, they don't. They haven't. It's Charlie Brown and Lucy in the I mean, football, man. I was thinking, okay, you got to say something about it. This right. is monstrous. Yeah. Well, I think uh, some of the wind may have been taken out of the sails because uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, put a video out there saying he's proudly on Team uh, Biden-Harris. Like, okay, so Gavin Newsom isn't actually getting hot in the bullpen. All right, I guess we're stuck with this senile old man. So legacy media gets their marching orders, Mm -hmm. and they ignore the story. Well, they've also been – I don't even know if you need marching orders. I think they've been so conditioned by – uh, by the higher-ups, by the so-called you know intelligence officials that work with them now, that everything Republicans say is disinformation. So they look at it through that lens automatically, and now they just say, okay, well, I think this is just some attack on Joe Biden. Well, And there is still a conference call that happens every week of what to cover and what time to cover. The marching orders are still there. Man, okay, we got to get to this story. I haven't had a chance yet. Liberals in Loudoun County compiling lists of conservatives to target them. You got to hear this. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. What? Oh, oh gosh dang it. <laughs> well, for those who don't know, I mean, Jamie financially supports a youngster <laughs> somewhere else in the world. I don't know exactly a, where. A boy and a girl. Yeah. Yuma Tony and Shakuru. Shakuru, you, you talk about Shakuru a lot. You get, little, a, uh, you get updates boy. on yes. Shakuru. And I said, would Shakuru come here? And I said, I don't want him coming through the border because he'd get trafficked and he'd be working at some KFC in Kentucky. <laughs> because that's what happened to some of those young kids. Right. So Shakuru needs labor. to stay where he is. And Yuma Tony would probably get trafficked yeah, somewhere. Right. We can't have that either. Latest report I got, they were doing well in school, I and know. it's going well. I look forward to Shakuru updates. I, man, I do. I love his name. I do, too. I, I mean, it's not like I pick from a group of people. It's just like, hey, and your your boy is going to be Shakuru, and I'm like, man, that's the greatest name ever. Well, That's, that's yeah, awesome. I don't know, little known fact, that's actually my son's middle name. Shakuru. That's cool. His, his name is Jack Shakuru. Van Gamp. Gamp. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> do we have time to get to the Loudoun County? We don't have time right now, no, do we? I, I, the Loudoun County story. I can give story. you the short version of this. Okay. Loudoun this County, Virginia, they've been ground zero for the parents' revolution we're seeing across the country. ABC7 just published a crazy story. There's a Facebook group that included elected officials where liberal liberals plotted revenge against parents who spoke out, actively getting them fired. This thing was active. The Loudoun County Sheriff's Office is investigating because there were some death threats. It's unreal. Yeah. Stay where you are, Shikuru, Yuma Tony.
Golly. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Van Camp and Robin Show. As always, thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Martin. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Well, I think like most shows, you have some sort of plan, but then there's breaking news. You call audibles. Yeah, you, you got know, to. A yeah. lot of audibles right now. So, David, as the former news guy, lead us. What's most important right well, now? Well, I will tell you this. We've got Title 42 ending tonight of 11.59 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, and already we've seen an uptick in the number of people crossing over the border. You're talking about uh, between ten and 11,000 that we know of every single day. Um, and I mentioned this uh, as the National Weather Service put out a flood watch that includes the region where people are going to be crossing over in the next few days. And you're talking, on average, somewhere around three to six inches of rain, upwards Jolly. of 10 inches of rain. Um, and the most heavily affected area starting tomorrow night will be that patch basically between uh, Del Rio and Eagle Pass, which is where a lot of people are crossing. And, so that river obviously gets flooded. Yes, and, and low-lying areas, that's where the mm-hmm. highest flood risk appears to be right now for the next few days. And I, I'm not, you know, not trying to be super alarmist or anything. I mean, this whole thing is a catastrophe, but if we get through this without... A significant number of deaths it'll be very lucky um and that includes... well, there's a lot of other people that are trying to get into the country that are still on the way yes that are supposed to arrive at some point this weekend right. because as they've said there's 30,000 captures in three days that's a modest yeah estimate but the surge is just starting yeah and so Alejandro Mayorkas the Department of Homeland Security secretary <laughs> did a press conference today Uh, And once again was saying, well, the border is closed and whatever. And a reporter asked him about the numbers that Border Patrol and his own agency have put out when it comes to the number of people just since October who have come across the border. Okay. Border Patrol's own numbers, which show that going back to October of last year, there were more than a million apprehensions, but then there were also more than 530,000 gotaways. That's roughly the size of the population of the city of Baltimore. How can you say that the border is not open? So um, uh, we removed, returned, and expelled 1.4 million people last year. Ask those 1.4 million people if if they think uh, the border is open. (laughs) What a weasel. (laughs) No kidding. He's an activist. He has been an activist. I mean, and then they put him in charge of this. And at so many points over the last few years, as we've asked a legit question, what do you have to do to get fired? Yeah. There is nothing because he's doing what that position now is designed to do is to let people in because that's what they want. Yeah, I, I'm trying to. Uh, it's it's funny when he says 1.4 million uh, were expelled last year, last fiscal year, but the numbers that were just thrown out by that reporter is more than one and a half million people who have come into the country. So, <laughs> I mean, so, so actually more people are here than have been expelled, and we don't know what 
uh, what the case, what every individual case is, obviously, with the 1.4 that got deported. In some cases, you're talking about people who have been fighting it for years. Okay. He has said this all along. I mean, I can go clip after clip from last October, last September. It's Kamala Harris. It's Karine Jean-Pierre. Uh, border crisis. No, the border's secure. Um, no, there, there's no issue here. It's never stopped since Biden has taken office. That's so, why I wonder about the accuracy of 1.4 million that were expelled from this country. There are so I don't many know if people, he's lying to me or not. He lies all the time. I don't know. Not only that, when people come in, you don't know how many there actually are and where they've gone. And you can as give me an exact getaways. number of people that were deported? And now we're hearing that the administration is basically going to go catch and release not, and not. say, OK, go ahead. But we have no way of tracking anyone. Mm-hmm. So just go wherever you're going to go. Yeah. Get back to us when you're settled in. That's the mindset for the well, Biden yeah, administration. And that's right the now. thing, right? I mean, what what do you mean settling in? How? Well, it just means I I said that that you know. That's no, I my... I know, but I mean this is that's the thing, right? Yeah, it's catch, the... release, release to what? Yeah, release to what and where and All who's paying for it? How how is this sustainable? It is. It's not. I mean, you you say uh, we catch and we release them because they're looking for free. We, there's no no plan in place. Step two doesn't exist. There is no <laughs> step two. No. Step one, let them no. in. Step two, I don't know. Yes, and and you think if you go. You know, future, you know, three, four years, say it is a Republican in office mm-hmm. and we've got to do something because, say, in New York, hey, we're still trying to find places for all these people here illegally or Chicago or Denver or anywhere else in the country. And then guess what? NBC and CBS and CNN, they're all going to say it's inhumane to deport people. Yep. How can you rip apart families like that? It's all by design. Yeah. That's why they're doing what they're doing right now. And then Mayorkas with the song and dance of, well, illegal immigration here is down 90%. (laughs) Right. The crazy freaking math they do with that. Yeah. 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 Because you changed what it means to be here illegally. Yes. By your new definition, it's down 90%, but not in reality. Golly, man. It's so frustrating. And then, okay, I haven't heard this audio yet. You just told me about it, David. Yeah. This is April Ryan. Yeah. Who has been a hack her entire career. Yeah. Okay. And especially over the last few years, anytime she gets to ask a question, somehow it has to do with race. It has to do with blacks. Like any conversation, she has to turn it to somehow involve blacks. Okay, so she did it again today? Yeah, this is one of those times when I I really don't care for either of the people involved in this exchange, but I will say I I am a little I it hurt it physically hurts me to say this. I, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm I'm grateful for Alejandro Mayorkas what? correcting the record here. Um oh boy. she brought up the horse whipping thing. Oh. As if it, it was were debunked. Real. It is debunked. Okay, roll it. The southern border is not just Mexicans. It is Haitians. It's Africans, as, we, as we've seen, particularly with that issue with the Haitians um, being whipped with the reins or the horses. 
but what is there? Well, let me just uh, correct you right there, because actually the investigation concluded that the whipping did not occur. I'm sorry. I saw it differently. They were whipped with something from the horse. All right. From a yeah. horse. I, I, maybe the, the video or the picture was fixed, but what I saw was totally different. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to leave you as uh, 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 corrected. <laughs> I'm going to leave you as corrected. Okay. Okay, then this begs the question. Is April Ryan now with, she's no longer with NPR. Is she with CNN? Who is she with now? No, she was with uh, Urban Radio Networks, I believe, and then she was with CNN. And then I, I, I don't know if she's still with the radio network or whatever. I haven't seen her on CNN in a while, but I haven't watched oh. CNN all that much. Okay, wherever she's employed now, yeah. how do you not get fired? I don't know. Cause that, that was thoroughly debunked. Yes. Well, and she challenged him. Not well, the way I saw it. I didn't see it that way. Like it's a matter of opinion. <laughs> Honestly, we could have we, we we could probably benefit from having some guys horse whipping people at the border. Honestly, something. I mean, dude, if someone said to you, "Hey, you know, uh, name any European country. If you try to get in there, they got you know officials there on horses, and anybody tries to run through, they'll whip you." Would you be offended or think, oh, that's inhuman? That's crazy. You'd be like, well, yeah, man, they mean, they mean business. That would be my reaction. I wouldn't go weeping into the corner. What's it going to take? <laughs> <laughs> telling you. Okay. So we're, we're discussing whether they got whipped or not. Yeah, on this day. And it, she makes this thing out like it's just how you look at it. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, well, that's what we're living in. We're living with a bunch of people that it's all about my feelings and my truth. Unbelievable, Facts don't man. freaking yeah. matter. Wow. Okay. You know, here's the thing, though. If In that exchange, I'll give that to Mayorkas. Well, yeah. But as far as the evils done to the United States, Mayorkas is far worse. Oh, well, oh, well April yeah. Ryan, oh, yeah. I mean, but even when the question is so ridiculous, my yes, orcas has to I know. correct you. Yeah. Well, because that tells you something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She should have said, well, you said the border was open or closed, too. Okay. Let's just get, some, right more, let's get some more outrage out of the way. Look uh, open to me. Sometimes we play audio, I think, for the other two guys to just get ticked. I think this is one of those from Van Camp because he's got a montage of, from the media about a recent story. Oh, yeah, the, the Jordan Neely story. You know, there, there are still protests going on about... Well, th yeah, because the protesters are paid to protest, yeah. convinced of that. So That's this, their job. This is the violent homeless man had a number of run-in with the laws for assault. Yep. Uh, yep. He was restrained by a fellow subway uh, writer in New York, and he died. But because he used to be a street performer and the guy who had him in a headlock was white, the media isn't interested in talking about how he was violent and threatening. Uh, instead, they're still laser-focused on how he did a decent Michael Jackson impression. Here we go. Oh, gosh. And here's a roundup. A little montage for you. 
Oh, goodness. In New York City, protests are intensifying over the death of a 30-year-old homeless man who found work as a street performer. He was a beloved entertainer. Here's some videos ago. showing Neely as quite the Michael Jackson impersonator. Oh, he had a God. phenomenal voice. He was a phenomenal dancer. He was a talented street performer who loved to dance and make other people happy. Really, someone who's bringing light in, into people's eyes. He enjoyed making people happy. And he enjoyed trying to kidnap a seven-year-old girl. And he enjoyed beating people up on the subway. John Wayne Gacy was a clown. <laughs> <laughs> he was a great entertainer. The... Wow, man. Here's just a quick question. It, it might sound mean. Just going to ask it anyway. Don't care. For the people that ride the subway every day in New York, knowing this guy's history, because it, it happened repeatedly. Are their lives better right now? Yes. Yes. Yeah. How about all the people missing that Michael Jackson impersonation that was, what, 10 years ago? Are, are their lives worse? I imagine they've sought their entertainment elsewhere. It's mm. all this narrative and trying to pull on people's heartstrings with this. Just report what it really was and don't give that news without saying how many times he assaulted people. There was an, what was it, 67-year-old woman. He hit her in the face. She has permanent brain damage. So when you're doing that story, you don't give that part of the story. You're an awful human being for being yeah. a part of that. Dang, man. Okay. Here's something that's crazy. Lighten it up a little bit. And I know that you've said before, David, Mark Zuckerbot, yeah. Facebook, one of the worst people in the world. Third or fourth worst human being on the planet. Who knew that guy knew jujitsu? This was news to me. He won a tournament. I didn't know it until I saw the story, and it was Joe Rogan commenting on it because he knows martial arts, and this was Joe Rogan talking about it. Did you see Mark Zuckerberg won a gold medal in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu competition? No. Mark Zuckerberg no. is a f***ing savage. This Can you dude imagine? has been training jujitsu. This is what he did. He wore a COVID mask, and he f***ing put a hat on, and he hid. No. <laughs> And That'd he used the alias. And then imagine you're right about to compete and like maybe your first competition. Well, just give it a try. I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? Worst thing that could happen? You get strangled by a super nerd. Yes, and the guy got beat by a super nerd, according to Rogan. Holy cow. It's the upside down world. Wow. Just we can't defend the country. Just you can't defend yourself. And Zuckerberg's a badass. Joe Scarborough wins some martial arts tournament next. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ron DeSantis in the news. Got that and much more coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. You know, we're talking about illegal immigration and the crisis at the border, all that stuff, and we had talked about Trump earlier and what he said about the catastrophe going on right now. thought it was interesting that Ron DeSantis signed this anti-illegal immigration bill into law. Part of that is not that, not just, hey, if you're here illegally, you can't stay here. It's that, uh, hey, employers, you can't just be employing people here illegally. Yeah. Can't do it. Right. Well, that's something new. Okay, am I crazy to say if more governors would have done that years ago, we probably wouldn't have the problem that we have right now. Well, yeah, I mean, that that it, it is such a weird thing 
that you have, and we've talked about this before with so many Republicans in Congress and across this country, they whine about illegal immigration, but one thing that they could do is make sure that uh, businesses that hire, especially large-scale corporations mm-hmm. that are sending children into meatpacking facilities because mm-hmm. they can, make it not worth it anymore. And, right. and, you know, cut it off at that level. But when you're accepting you don't money do... from those companies. Right. Well, therein lies the rub, doesn't it? That's the way it's always yeah. been. And certainly certainly that way when you go back to 2005, 2006. Then I happened to see this story real quick. I haven't had a chance to get to it yet. There was a prosecutor in Chicago that has quit. Um, and it's a person that loves the city. But says, I will not raise my son here. Final letter, he praised a lot of people he worked with, but said he could not raise his son. That was part of a social experiment, which is now Chicago mm-hmm. and the area, because they won't prosecute crimes. It's another Soros back to a Kim Fox. And in it, he said, um, yeah, you, you want to have, you know, people that can help defendants, but it's gotten to the point where everything is in favor of the people committing the crimes. The unavoidable consequences are what we are witnessing in real time, an increase in crime of all kinds, businesses and families pulling up stakes and the bodies piling up the whole time with a state's attorney who insists there's nothing to see here, and if there is, it must be someone else's fault. And then he goes after the governor, everybody else, and said, that's why my family is leaving the state of Illinois. And then you come to this question. Is there an area that's run by the left that is successful? No. No. The policies don't work. There's no other way around it. I hope people wise up to that. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, David, we know the biggest story of the day, and it could get a whole lot worse. Yeah, it could. We've got, uh, well, thousands and, well, tens of thousands of people just this week crossing the border. Um, and there is no end in sight as Title 42 comes to an end tonight. Uh, seeing some video coming out uh, where, you know, reporters on the ground are actually talking to these migrants. And uh, one is an interview. It's in Spanish, but I'll just summarize it for you. Uh, her notice to appear in immigration court, April 2027. <sighs> but uh, as oh, long as my. you've got that notice to appear, you can add it, whatever, no work. Oh, my gosh. Yep. He'll be through high school before that time. Yep. Wow. All right. News update and the Robin Trifecta next. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, so we've got the uh, ongoing and ramping up crisis at our southern border. Uh, going on right now. Uh, Savannah Hernandez is down at the border. She's a reporter, uh, and she's been talking to some of the people who've crossed recently. Uh, She spoke with an Ecuadorian migrant in El Paso who illegally crossed into the U.S. Her notice to appear in immigration court is April 2027. So that little slip of paper allows her to legally stay in the United States until her day in court. Uh, And also... uh, The migrant told her, uh, yeah, she's waiting in El Paso right now for her husband, who was deported, but he's waiting for the expiration of Title 42 before he attempts to recross. 
All right. There you go. Yeah, that's one. The border is falling before our eyes. Yes. And this is after 6 million people have come through in the last couple of years. <laughs> and then you couple that. I haven't heard a lot of uh, national outlets talk about this. You couple it with the fact that that portion of Texas is under a flood watch right now. It's going to be raining like holy hell uh, starting tomorrow night. You're talking three to six inches on average, plus then in some spots, 10 inches of rain while people are trying to cross a river. Wow. Yeah, it's it's going to it's it, it is already a disaster. This thing could get really, really ugly in a hurry. And the whole time, Alejandro Mayorkas is out there saying, well, the border is secure. We are doing all we can to to facilitate an orderly crossing and process. <laughs> and he was asked okay. today about another busload of migrants showing up in D.C. And here's the question and the answer from, from Alejandro Mayorkas. Okay. A bus of migrants from Texas arrived in front of the vice president's office this morning, vice president's house this morning. What's your response to, to that, to more buses of migrants being sent from Texas to Washington, D.C.? It is a both sad um, and tragic day uh, when a government official uses migrants as a pawn for political purposes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you think he understands his own hypocrisy when he says that? No. Doesn't care. I think he does, and I don't think he much cares. I don't think he cares either. He that's what care. I would say. I mean, that's so really what? It. What are you going to do? Fire me? <laughs> right. No, because it's all by design. Mm -hmm. But there are some Democrat voters that are pretty ticked about this. And I figure we had this earlier in the show. It's probably worth playing again. I don't know if Van Camp will get as angry as he did the first time. But if you haven't heard this, this is in Chicago, the South Shore. Yeah. Residents there yeah. were finding out that, what was it, 250 migrants are going to be in their old high school. 250 to 500 are going to be okay. tossed into this old high school, yes. Okay. So uh, in this urban area, there were citizens. They don't want it. This is 92% minority, by the way. They are very unhappy. And this was a little report. What's important is that we really establish that this is a humanitarian crisis, and we're here. South Shore residents responded with resounding rejection. While this crisis may constitute an emergency for the city of Chicago, it does not constitute an emergency for the South Shore community. Okay, I think we need to get one of those mainstream media outlets to explain to that citizen that that's xenophobic. Well, it is. And also, uh, hey, did you did you vote for somebody else in, in the presidential election? Or, hey, how about the city election? Well, um, no. What did you vote for? The Democrats. Oh, okay, then you, then you deserve it. Sorry. Well, wh hold on. They said they were going to help us. Nope. Hmm. This is what Heck this you is, say. This is what equity looks like. Deal with it. Hmm. Coming migrants have overwhelmed district police stations by the hundreds. It's my turn. It's my turn. Hello. But city oh. leaders could barely eke out a word of the details about a proposed respite center at the former South Shore High School. Yeah, the video of it too was people standing up and yelling. Oh yeah. It was very unruly. Oh yes. buddy, not having it. Well, they got pushed into a corner here.
Well, hold on a second. Again, man, maybe we need somebody from CNN to go and explain to them what the Statue of Liberty represents. Right. right. You know? This is... This is this Bring is, them in. Right. Huh? When it comes to the total number of people at South Shore at any given point in time, it is fluid. We'd start with 250, 500. How could you do that without consulting us? I am <laughs> concerned with safety in the area. Oh, that's uh, starting to sound like white supremacy to me. That is, man. That is, boy, I am, I am literally shaking mm-hmm. at the xenophobia and racism on display here. Yeah. Man. Colonialism. The Statue of Liberty is weeping oh. as she sails out of New York looking for a brighter opportunity than the one offered to her here. Uh, all right, Robert, you ready for your trifecta? Let's do it. Let's do it. Are you ready? One, two, look at my shoe. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time. Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day, the trifecta. Always helped by zero. I'm Casey Casey. Hey, buddy, weekend's coming. Y'all set? Ready to go? Let's go do some stuff, all right? I'm ready. Okay. Three. Diane Feinstein for number three. She's back at work now. They wheeled her corpse in to the Senate. She looks great. <laughs> no, no. For somebody no. who is on her deathbed. Um, she looks like she's already been there. Yeah, she uh, has been out for a few months dealing with a case of the shingles and uh, apparently Oof. has uh, made it back because the Democrats are very desperate to uh, push through some pro-abortion judges. Yeah, and you got to get that done. You got to need have her, her in on there. That yeah, to clear the hurt. Uh, Feinstein apparently in 2021 approached Senator Tim Scott, a Republican who, of course, represents South Carolina in the Senate, has since 2013. She stuck out her paw and told him that she'd been rooting for him and was happy to have him serving along with her in the Senate. This is a new book out, political, by the way. Use some printed some excerpts from it. Scott and his staffers knew that Dianne Feinstein had mistaken him for Raphael Warnock, the newly elected Democratic senator from Georgia. They played along. Thank you. Feinstein's office declined to comment when the Politico published the excerpt from the Washington Post. The incident is going to be in the book, though. Long section criticizing uh, Feinstein's racial politics and also that her colleagues are very worried. She has no apparent recognition of people she's been with and around for decades. Doesn't matter. She can get that judge on for pro-abortion. That's her purpose. <laughs> but, they, yeah, they wheeled her in, and it was just like, dang, man, y'all play the game at a completely different level, don't you, Democrats? I mean, and they're all gathered around her. I, I, I Good mean, to they, have you back. They, they've graduated from having <laughs> dead people vote for them to having dead yeah. people cast votes in Congress. It's, it's amazing. It, it, I don't know it if you can really, really yeah, awful. explain it without seeing the picture. Ugh. Oh, I mean, you think the Democrats are so desperate for power that they'll wheel a woman from her deathbed to the Senate to cast votes. They'll take a guy who nearly died from a stroke and push him to sacrifice his physical and mental health, driving him to be suicidal. And then after yep. a stint in the psych ward, they'll have him lead a subcommittee hearing. 
uh, and they'll push for a presidential candidate who literally forgets where he is, who he's talking to, a guy who regularly gives up on sentences and even looked for a congresswoman who'd been dead for two months. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, well, yeah. You hear all of that, and my only response is, ask me how much I care about George Santos. I know, man. Not at all. <laughs> oh, that you talk about a story getting tons of traction. Right, it's everywhere. The Biden crime family. No, nothing, nothing anywhere. That goofball Santos everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the way it rolls. All right, so this guy Robin's trifecta top three. Of the We're day. getting closer and closer to I, number I, one. I yes. Scott Two. Uh, New York governor says illegal immigration is good for business. That's right. Um, uh, California or California. New York Governor Kathy Hochul declared a state of emergency in New York due to, quote, an increased number of migrants. They're all over New York. They're killing us. <laughs> the emergency declaration comes months, just a couple, after she said illegal immigrants are good for the state's economy. We are a welcoming state. New York City is a welcoming city, and we're proud to be one. Except now, <laughs> when they're actually here. Right. Now we need help. Hey, Joe. <laughs> Just like Chicago. It's like Philly. There's These so many people, towns. Did they forget what they campaigned on? Uh, no, I mean, you're you're trying <laughs> to thread a couple of different needles at the same time. It doesn't fit. Yes. There's a third one. I know. It's Scott Robbins trifecta, the top three of the day. One. Uh, number one, uh, you have a uh, a story about the justice system in Canada. This is crazy, man. And this is another one of those stories I cannot believe hasn't been picked up in a number of different locations by now, uh, based on just how absolutely crazy it is. There's something called ICRA. It's a brief document which minority defendants in court, you've been busted, you've been popped, you've done something horrible, right? Okay. You stand before a judge. You can take this brief document and submit it for consideration, arguing that your history as members of a minority group and a victim of systemic racism, played a part in whatever crime you're convicted of doing. <laughs> Several examples here, including one story of a guy named Edward Smith, 23-year-old West African immigrant, back in 2019, agreed to go along with robbery with he and his cousin and another guy. He didn't have a gun. The other two did. He was arrested, pleaded guilty to two charges. The lawyer wrote to ICRA for him. It's admittedly rough territory and a bad story. He was a refugee, blah, 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 banned by his dad, blah, 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 was poor. He got six months rather than 23 years. Wow. This goes on and on. The story goes on and on. But this is a, this is a thing that they're doing now that based on how you were brought up and how you grew up and how awful your parents were, your surroundings, you get your sentences reduced by up to three quarters. For crime you committed. Remember how we used to celebrate people who overcame the odds growing yes. up dirt David. poor, maybe there was abuse. I mean, like, yeah, you think I about, exactly the same thing. You yeah. think about the Oprah Winfrey story in this in this country, you yeah. know, like that was that was amazing to become one of the wealthiest and most recognizable people in America coming from nothing, man. Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas coming from absolutely nothing. Mm hmm. And now liberals in the Western world are wanting to reward bad behavior of people who came from nothing. And I'm supposed to feel bad for this guy. I mean, I'm sorry your dad left you, and I'm sorry you grew up in poverty. I'm sorry about all those things. Mm -hmm. But you committed a crime. 
that would require multiple years, if not decades, to spend in prison. And you got off in eight months because of your crazy story? Well, yeah. I mean, it's all by design. Yeah. Dude, David just talked about the story out of St. Louis. There's yeah. someone that shot someone else. You have the video. And the prosecutor says, not enough to charge him. Yeah. No, you have the video. <laughs> not, not going to charge him. It's all to create chaos. That's the goal. Create Damn. chaos. Elites get more power. That's the whole deal. And there you have it. Well, yeah. Scott Robbins trifecta. Top three of the day. My dad took his belt out. And I, <laughs> that's why I killed that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. Okay. We got to get to another news update. And, uh, well, we've had a show full of them. But Nimrods of the News also coming up. Let's do it. The Markson Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markson, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update. David well, Van Camp. Well, we're watching record-setting single-day crossings across the border yet again. And it's going to get worse over the weekend uh, as Title 42 is lifted tonight. Alejandro Mayorkas, Homeland Security Secretary, was asked, hey, do you have a cost estimate as to how much this crisis has cost the American taxpayer between uh, health services, transportation, lodging, hell, even your free cell phones that you're handing out and whatnot? Do you have a yeah. cost on that? And Listen to this weasel. Taxpayer cost. Let me turn that question uh, around a little bit because um, I'm going to turn it around to match the question that an international partner asked of me. And the question that the international partner asked of me is, what is the economic cost of your broken immigration system? Since there are uh, businesses around this country that are desperate for workers, oh, there are gosh. desperate workers looking for jobs, it, desperate workers in foreign countries that are looking for jobs in the United States where they can earn money lawfully and send much-needed remittances back home. What is the cost of a broken immigration system? That is the question that I am asked, and that is the question that I pose to Congress. Well, we'll see. Uh, okay. So you're admitting that you're a human trafficker, right? Yes. Yeah. You're, yeah, this is the pro-human trafficking argument. Well, there are a lot of jobs open. There are a lot of people who right. want to find workers, so we got to bring these people in to fill those jobs. Man, I feel like okay. I'm just trying to be patient. I got so enraged listening to that, and I just had to take a deep breath. I was saying to a few friends of mine, man. You're going by biblical terms. I need more fruits of the spirit. I need some more joy, different things, patience. And all I could think was, this is an opportunity to practice patience. Don't say something that's going to get you fired about <laughs> Alejandro Mayorkas. And I was able to do that. Good. I was thinking, you know, when it comes back around, you're going to get what's coming. I was thinking, tell him that God's going to cut him down. Tell him that God's going to cut him down. That's a bad guy, Mayorkas, activist. All right, we got to get to Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I'm not going to say what I'd like to see happen to me, Orkin. No. I'm not going to say it. No, don't. Nimrods in the news. Clearwater, Florida. Cops get a call to an apartment complex the other night. I'm going to notice the guy hanging out at the community pool. 
watching, let's just say, adult stuff. Porn. He was at the pool watching it? With his pants down. The only reason they noticed he was on his cell phone, it was connected to a Bluetooth speaker. The audio was being blasted to all the neighbors. Hey, Tubin! Tubin! Hey! His name is Christopher Harris. They read him his rights. He admitted, yeah, I I was doing that out there. Yeah, he's arrested. Put him in with Mayorkas. And that's Nimrod.